Welcome to Read This Next with Laura and Nicole from the Thunder Bay Public Library. Today, in honor of National Women's History Month, we are going to be telling you all about these fabulous graphic novels written or drawn by women. Yes, there's um, quite a few out there. Um, we did notice as we were pulling titles that it is quite obvious that there still aren't, um, there still is not an equal division between uh, writers at the, the big two, DC and Marvel. Um, a, there's not an equitable gender division. It's still a lot easier to find male uh, writers. So we did purposefully pull a couple of comics from that publisher that are written by women, but there are not tons, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. In kind of in the, it's not, it's not, indie world because there's still major publishers but outside <laughs> of marvel and dc publishers there's it does seem to be more um more female creators yeah which is interesting you would think mm -hmm. you would think that there would be more in the big two but not yet they're, they're slow moving mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah okay. goliaths usually are <laughs> yeah okay so our first one actually is an example of one. I think this is a, yeah, it is. It's a Marvel story. And, and it's called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> Great. By Amy Reeder and Brandon Montclair with an illustrator, uh, Natasha Bustos, colorist Tamara Bonvayan, uh, Travis Landman as letterer, just included all of the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Lunella Lafayette is an inhuman preteen genius who wants to change the world. Love it. That, yeah, right? This is in all caps in the description. <laughs> <laughs> that job would be a lot easier if she wasn't living in mortal fear of her latent inhuman gene. There's no telling what she'll turn into, but Luna's got a plan. All she needs is an omni-wave projector. Easy, right? That is, until a red-scaled beast is teleported from the prehistoric past to a far-flung future we call today. Oh. Together, they're, yeah, together they're the most marvelous team up of all, the inhuman moon girl and the time-tossed devil dinosaur. But will they be BFFs forever or just until Dee Dee's dinner time? <laughs> and Allison learns there are other problems with having a titanic T-Rex as a pet in the modern-day Marvel Universe. School, for one. Monster hunters are another, especially when they're the totally awesome Hulk. Then there's the fact that everyone's favorite dino didn't journey through time alone. Beware the prehistoric savages known as the killer folk, New York City's deadliest tourists. And Lunella <laughs> handle all this turmoil and keep herself from transforming into an inhuman monster. Wow. Kind of a lot going on. Mm -hmm. It's yes. definitely a series. And uh, I think it's in the juvenile graphic novel section, but... Are there juvenile or teen I don't I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a teen okay there you go yeah even though the main character I think is more tween mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> great right? I love it what fun what fun I love that I mean poor New York man they just they <laughs> get the brunt of it in every Thank Marvel you. thing it's now she's here too it's like oh dinosaurs <laughs> Well, dinosaurs, I mean, they're around in the Marvel Universe, right? Because there's the Savage Land, there's dinosaurs there. <clears throat> Wild. This this book is old. Like, it's not a recent, it's not a recent series. Um, I believe it did, like, wrap up. So I think you should be able to read and get the whole, the whole nice. thing, the whole story. 
Mm -hmm. And as for another series that has completely wrapped up, our next one is Fruits Basket, which I always want to call Fruit Baskets, which (laughs) is just the wrong S. Um, It is by Natsuki Takea, and uh, the translators are both Alethea and Athena Nibley. Oh, siblings. Yeah, maybe twins. That feels like a twin name. It does. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) After a family tragedy turns her life upside down, plucky high schooler Toru, uh, sorry, plucky high schooler Toru Honda takes matters into her own hands and moves out into a tent. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately for her, she pitches her new home on private land belonging to the mysterious Soma clan, and it isn't long before the owners discover her secret. But as Toru quickly quickly finds out when the family offers to take her in, the Somas have a secret of their own. When touched by the opposite sex, they turn into animals of the Chinese Zodiac. Delightful. Delightful. (laughs) I love it. Just, you know, fun fantasy. Um, Many, many, many volumes. Mm -hmm. So we'll keep you going for a long time. That one. And I think it's a TV, an anime now. I believe you are correct. Yeah, yeah. And our coworker really likes this one. <laughs> <laughs> Many people do. This oh, yeah. One, um, definitely a bestseller when it first came out or when it was running. Mm-hmm. Yes, lots of fans of that one. Oh, yeah. Go, go check it out. <laughs> Check all of the novels out <laughs> in its series. <laughs> There's many. You'll be kept very busy mm-hmm. if you check all of them out. Yes. Okay, our next one is um, called The 100 Nights of Hero by Isabel Greenberg. In the tradition of the Arabian Nights, a beautifully illustrated tapestry of folk tales and myths about the secret legacy of female storytellers in an imagined medieval world. In the empire of Migdal Babel, Cherry is married to Jerome, a wicked man who makes a diabolical wager with his friend Manfred. If Manfred can seduce Cherry in 100 nights, he can have his castle and Cherry. But what Jerome doesn't know is that Cherry is in love with her maid, Hero. The two women hatch a plan. Hero, a member of the League of Secret Storytellers, will distract Manfred by regaling him with a mesmerizing tale each night for 100 nights, keeping him at bay. Those tales are beautifully depicted here, touching on themes of love and betrayal and loyalty and madness. As intricate and richly imagined as the works of Chris Ware, and leavened with a dry wit that rivals Kate Beaton's in Hark of Agrant, Isabel Greenberg's 100 Nights of Hero will capture readers' hearts and minds, taking them through a magical medieval world. Sounds amazing, actually. It sounds great. It just sounds so full of, like, it's a very built world, which I always like. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never, that's the first time I've heard of that one. I'd heard of her earlier book, The Encyclopedia of the Early Earth, I think it was called. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but um, this is another one I hadn't come across and sounds great. Yeah, and it sounds like there's more coming out. I think there's two out in oh, really? the Early Earth series, but okay. yeah, it might even be that this is the second one in the series and her first one was the first book, but okay, yeah. Oh, and you know what I meant to say about Fruits Basket, which I didn't. I didn't realize I was looking up um, manga written by women. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that like I didn't anticipate. It's like Clamp is four women who write together, and before that, it was even more. Then there's DC Grayman, Blue Exorcist, 
Inuasha, like those are all written by women, which and Card Captor, obviously, and um, Sailor Moon. I was like, wow, all the big ones that I know are written by women. This is incredible. I had no idea. They're so much neat. more um, prevalent in that industry. Mm-hmm. Although I think mostly they t- they it is a little bit divided. I think by the type though, like um, whether they're writing. Oh boy, shonen? No, I can't remember. shonen or shoujo. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, which which type they're writing? Yeah, I think women are primarily the the shonen kind. Yeah. Anyways, next one uh, is oh, I just shifted the page. Okay, the girl who married a skull and other African stories. Um, and this has two books in the in it so far in like the, okay. the series. Uh, so it's by Kel McDonald, Kate Ashwin, and Charlie Spike Trotman. Uh, okay, description. Have you heard the one about the skull who borrowed body parts to pass himself off as a complete human so he could trick the village beauty into marriage? No? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what about when the frog and snake's daughter had a play date? Okay, okay. Know. Okay. But surely you've heard about the crocodiles who held a vote on whether or not to eat a man that had saved one of their lives? No? Wow. <laughs> we have, have we got some stories for you? <laughs> I love the description. The description's a little silly, but cute. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think this one is actually a juvenile. juvenile. I, I think I was thinking of this one. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, very cute. And it, yes. they, they have a different, I think the other one is a different type of, um, like a different region's fairy tales. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. 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 Very cute. Okay. All right. Um, now we have The Best We Could Do. This is by T. Boy. Uh, and it's an illustrated memoir about the search for a better future and a longing for the past exploring the anguish of immigration and the lasting effects that displacement has on a child and her family. Boy documents the story of her family's daring escape after the fall of South Vietnam in the 1970s and the difficulties they faced building new lives for themselves. At the heart of Boy's story is a universal struggle. While adjusting to life as a first-time mother, she ultimately discovers what it means to be a parent. The endless sacrifices, the unnoticed gestures, and the depths of unspoken love Despite how impossible it seems to take on the simultaneous roles of both parent and child, Boy pushes through. That sounds very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There was, um, the next one is a, another, is this manga, uh, manga style or is this just a regular graphic novel? I think it's just a graphic novel. Okay. This I is, it, oh. I was just going to say, I think her art style might be influenced by, but probably better just to say. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Heartstopper, which is a series again by Alice Osman. And it just, the drawings look really cute. Okay. Boy meets boy. Boys become friends. Boy. Z. Fall. <laughs> okay. Boy meets boy. Boys become friends. Boys fall in love. A sweet and charming coming-of-age story that explores friendship, love, and coming out. And Rainbow Rowell describes it as absolutely delightful, sweet, romantic, kind, beautifully paced. I love this book. Okay. 
Yeah. Shy and soft-hearted Charlie Spring sits next to rugby player Nick Nelson in class one morning. A warm and intimate friendship follows and soon develops into something more for Charlie, who doesn't think he has a chance. But Nick is struggling with feelings of his own, and as the two grow closer and take on the ups and downs of high school, they come to understand the surprising and delightful ways in which love works. Surprising and delightful. Yeah. I think there's three books. I don't know if that's if that's the end of it, if it's a three books and it's done. But um, yeah, there's at least three so far. Mm-hmm. Sounds very tender. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. A cute okay. coming of age. Our next one is um, has a great title. It's called An Embarrassment of Witches. And a great cover. <laughs> And a great cover um, by Sophie Goldstein and Jen Jordan. A coming-of-age urban fantasy set in a world full of animal familiars, enchanted plants, and spellcasting that explores the mundane horrors of breakups, job searches, and postgraduate existential angst. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Life after college isn't turning out exactly as Rory and Angela had planned. Rory, recently dumped at the gate of her flight to Australia, needs to find a new life plan ASAP. What do you do with a BA in communications and a minor in Southeast Asian spellcraft? Clearly, it's <laughs> not exactly our world. Not yeah. Quite the same. Uh, maybe her cute new housemate guy is the answer she's looking for. Spoiler alert, he isn't. Meanwhile, Agatha is buckling under the pressure of a high-stakes internship in a cutting-edge cryptopharmacology lab run by Rory's controlling mother, who doesn't know Rory is still in town, and Angela hates keeping secrets. An Embarrassment of Witches is the story of two childhood friends learning how to be adults and hoping their friendship can survive the change. Again, another good one. I, it sounds very sweet. It sounds very well written. And it, I think we mentioned, we were talking about it before, it sounds like it's another new adult. Yes, kind of on that boundary where mm-hmm. you're first out of school and you're maybe, you know, still working in jobs that are more jobs and not careers. You're trying to find that career type work. Yeah. 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 So, and I mean, again, what a great name. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> A gaggle of geese, a murder of ravens, and an embarrassment of witches. (laughs) Yeah, seems legit. Yeah. Um, And as for the books that we've already talked about, which there's always a few in each episode, um, we've talked about... All great. Go check them out. 
Um, and let's head into our recommendations. Um, I am going to recommend Ms. Marvel, volume number one, No Normal. Another example of one of the big two having uh, a female writer, which is pretty cool. So it's by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona. Um, okay, Kamala Khan is a ordinary girl from Jersey City until she's suddenly empowered with extraordinary gifts. But who is truly the new? But who is truly the new Ms. Marvel? Teenager, Muslim, inhuman? Find out as she takes the Marvel universe by a storm. When Kamala discovers the dangers of her newfound powers, she unlocks a secret behind them as well. Is Kamala ready to wield these immense new gifts, or will the weight of the legacy before her be too much to bear? Kamala has no idea either, but she's coming for you, Jersey. So, of course, amazing, and for those of you that don't know, it's she's inheriting her powers from Captain Marvel, which is really neat. And she plays in Taylor a little bit. And it's it's very sweet. And again, uh, it also plays a lot with the she has to hide her identity from like her friends and family. So it's got a very Spider-Man like vibe. And of course, just outside New York. So <laughs> it's just it, the, the spread is spreading. <laughs> yes. There's but, fun stuff there, too, with her interacting with. Um, Avengers characters so you know people you know and like from the movies might fly in at some time <laughs> and uh, you mentioned earlier it is they are turning it into a TV show or a movie yes. TV show a TV show on a Disney plus TV show I know it's cast already anyway so who's who's great. playing Miss Marvel I think it's a newcomer Ooh. because they were looking for a young um person who had the same background as Kamala Khan nice I love yeah. that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay mine is kind of a general rec for this author um and the author's name is Lucy Nisley and she's been publishing books for I think about probably about 10 years and she's done actually quite a few um her thing is is graphic memoirs I think almost I think all of her books, except for maybe she did do a picture book for kids, are, are, are all graphic memoirs about her own life. Um, so they're kind of like different stages. She's got one that's about cooking, and then she has one about, um, you know, spending time with aging parents. And then she had one about getting engaged, and then the, like, getting engaged in the wedding, and about the process of getting pregnant. And now she has, her newest one is called what is it? Go to sleep. I miss you. <laughs> Cartoons <laughs> from the fog of new parenthood. <laughs> what a title. What a title. Um, following the completion of her pregnancy memoir, Kid Gloves and the birth of her baby, Lucy embarked on a new project documenting new motherhood in short, spontaneous little cartoons, which she posted on her Instagram and which quickly gained her a huge cult following among other moms. The best of these wildly popular little cartoons are collected in this adorable gift book, a perfect read for expecting parents, new parents, and anyone who loves funny, relatable comic storytelling. It sounds great. Her con I follow her on Instagram and it, she just got, she has the best content. It's very relatable. Very relatable. Um, and she does like, she's, she is, she's light, but she also does tackle like difficult difficult things that might happen like in your own life like the one when she's talking about aging parents there's some sorry that's my son um trying to drive into the door off the store <laughs> with one of his cars you can hear that scraping in the it's background it's perfect timing <laughs> <clears throat> 
Okay, he's stopped. <laughs> he's now <laughs> been distracted by something else. Um, yes, it is, it is perfect timing, yes, for her book about um, her child. So I, I know I started to read her memoir about getting pregnant, um, and there is quite a lot about how they had a difficult, like a very difficult um, journey with uh, fertility issues and health concerns and all sorts of stuff. Um, so it, it, it isn't all happiness and light, um, but, you know, ultimately she does end up having a baby right so you know there's a happy ending um but yeah she does uh, very as you said very relatable mm-hmm. very real life realistic things going on in her stories yeah I love yeah. I love the uh graphic novelists who start on the internet like we've talked about this before when they start on the internet and then they publish yeah. it you like you already know it's going to be amazing <laughs> and then it's just better and you're like wow I love this and you feel Good like stuff. you kind of know them mm-hmm. as you, you know, before they made it, before they got the official recognition, <laughs> yes, of making it into hard copy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Hi, everybody. Before we wrap up the episode, we actually wanted to shout out two more uh, juvenile or kids graphic novels. They're all really good and they're based off classics. So if you or a kid you know uh, isn't super into reading the classics because they think they're boring or they're really old. You can check out these new graphic novels which provide a little bit of an updated twist uh, while having the same story involved within it. So I'll hop right into it. Our first one is A Wrinkle in Time uh, which is adapted and illustrated by Hope Larson and it's originally written by Madeline Lango. Okay, late one night, three otherworldly creatures appear and sweep Meg Murray, her brother Charles Wallace, and their friend Calvin O'Keefe on a way, away on a mission to save Mr. Murray, who has gone missing while doing top-secret work for the government. They travel via Tesseract, a wrinkle that transports them across space and time, to the planet Kama Zots, where M- Mr. Murray is being held captive. There, they discover a dark force that threatens not only Mr. Murray, but the safety of the whole universe. And Wrinkle of Time, of course, has also been adapted into a movie as well, uh, but this is the book. The second one that we wanted to recommend was Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy, which is a classic retelling of Little Women. Uh, Sorry, I should say it's not a classic retelling. It's actually an updated retelling of a classic story. Uh, And the authors are Brie Indigo and Ray Tercerio. And Louisa May Alcott is the original. Okay, Little Women with a Twist. Four sisters from a blended family experience the challenges and triumphs of life in NYC in this beautiful, full-color graphic novel. Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy are having a really tough year. With their father serving in the military overseas, they must work overtime to make ends meet, and each girl struggling in their own way. Whether it's school woes, health issues, boy troubles, or simply feeling lost, the March sisters all need the same thing, support from each other. Only by coming together and sharing lots of laugh and tears will these four young women find the courage to discover who they truly are as individuals and as a family. 
Meg is the eldest March, and she has a taste for the finer things in life. She dreams of marrying rich, enjoying fabulous clothes and parties, and leaving her five-floor walk-up apartment behind. Joe pushes her siblings to be true to themselves, yet feels like no one will accept her for who she truly is. Her passion for writing gives her an outlet to feel worthy in the eyes of her friends and family. Beth is the shy sister with a voice begging to be heard, but with a guitar in hand, she finds courage that inspires her siblings to seize the day and not take life for granted. Amy may be the baby of the family, but she has the biggest personality. Though she loves to fight with her sisters, her tough exterior protects a vulnerable heart that worries her about her family's future. So two really good beautifully drawn graphic novels. Uh, they are available as always in the library collection. So go take a peek at those and I'll return you back to the main episode. And that, that concludes our episode. Uh, we will see you all next week. If you want to see the titles and the images for yourself, you can either go on our Goodreads page at us, read this next, or you can find our show notes at TBP, oh no, www.tbplofftheshelf.com. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe. We, we read our comments. We would love to hear from you and hear what you want us to talk about next. Um, and happy International Women's Day. Women's Month. Well, happy International Women's History Month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye.